Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. We've got a great, great show for you today. We have been breaking stories every few hours on the storylines, the narratives of January 6th that the Democrats, the mainstream media, the police bureaucracy doesn't want you to know. These are facts. They're documents contemporaneous documents, the official files of the United States Capitol Police on what really happened on January 6th. And over the last few days, we've given you the internal after-action report where the Capitol Police faulted itself for 53 significant intelligence and security failures, many of those previously not known to us, like the disbanding of the open source intelligence unit that kept police blind about some of the political threats on social media, like the doors that didn't lock, the elevator that wasn't secure, that went to a very secure or sensitive part of the United States Capitol, the intelligence that came in from the FBI but wasn't shared even to the police chief of the United States Capitol Police, uh, and certainly not to the commanders and rank and file who were going to guard the building the next day, Kim's in the night of the 5th. It's kept out of the main operational plan and officers are left blind. And then, of course, the problems with riot units, the civil disturbance units. We've talked all about that. Last night, we broke a very important story, and that is that the official Capitol Police timeline of every event, minute by minute, as it occurred for the weeks and days leading up to January 6th through the night of January 6th, the official, actual, this is what happened, no doubt about it, documented timeline, reveals that President Trump's Pentagon, the Defense Department, first offered National Guard troops much earlier than we knew. January 2nd is the day of 2021 that the Pentagon DOD first calls the Capitol Police, Deputy Chief Sean Gallagher, and says, hey, you want to ask for some National Guard? Big event coming up. You want to have the backup? And within a few hours, the police department comes back and says, nah, we don't need it. We're okay. Now, that evolves and changes. And by the 4th of January, the chief of police, Gallagher's boss, 
Steve's son has decided, you know what? I think we probably, it's a good idea. It's, there's a lot of late intelligence coming in. The rhetoric is heating up. The potential for violence is a little bit more real. I want those troops. I'm going to go to my boss's house and Senate sergeant at arms. And he's turned down. He uh, is turned down for those troops. He then goes to the D.C. National Guard Army and says, hey, I'm not going to be able to get them in advance because I've been denied permission. But if something happens on January 6th, can you get me some people? And the National Guard guy says, yeah, maybe about 125. Obviously not enough resources to put down a significant threat like what the Capitol riots proved to be that day. For a long time, there have been media reports and so-called truth watches saying it's not true that the National Guard was offered to the police. It's not true that the leadership turned it down. Well, it is true. We have the timeline. I put all these documents there for you to see. And this show, we're going to talk to two people who have intimate, direct, and detailed knowledge of what really happened, why the security failed so miserably on January 6th. From a police department, they get $600 million a year in funding to just protect the one-mile kind of swath of Washington. And again, this is not to demean any of the officers, many of them who were attacked and injured on on January 6th by people who were stupid and criminal and deserved to be punished. It's not to score political points. It's to tell people there are unresolved security issues that are being swept under the rug. And we're not, as Congressman Rodney Davis, the top Republican on the House Administration Committee recently said, we're not any better in a security posture than we were on January 5th, 2021. That's a failure, a failure of leadership. And we're going to talk to Congressman Davis right in a few minutes. He's going to join us with an update. He has some breaking news. He's put out some evidence preservation letters a little bit ago. That's getting a lot of attention. He's going to be here to explain what that's about. And we're going to talk about another big development in a second, a secret tip-off that an aide to Senator Schumer got that didn't go, not even to the rest of the police, Uh, Capitol Police, to the police chief, to other senators, and it came in from the FBI. A certain police official moved it to Senator Schumer, but not anywhere else. We're going to talk about that with Congressman Davis. He knows a lot about that. That's a big new revelation. And it reminds us that these January 6th committee hearings, which we're going to see tonight on primetime television, have been constructed in such a way that Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi don't have to answer. What do they know? Why did you get this warning, Chuck Schumer's staff? We don't know, but we're going to find out soon. All right. And then after Congressman Davis, we've got Cash Patel, our good friend. He was the chief of staff to the defense secretary and the man who ensured that President Trump authorized 20,000 National Guard troops to be available to the Capitol Police. They were turned down, not once, not twice, but multiple times. In fact, there's a letter that we put up last night on justthenews.com where D.C. Mayor Muriel Browser says, hey, don't even think about sending those troops. We don't need them. We don't want them. Our D.C. police will be able to handle this. Well, boy, that turned out to be a wrong prediction, didn't it? Well, we're going to talk to Cash Patel, lock in the timeline and the storyline of exactly how the Pentagon did, in fact, really offer the troops and got turned down. How do we know this? The official police files of the Capitol Police confirm this offer was made as early as January 2nd, four full days before the tragedy unfolded on Capitol Hill in the United States Capitol, one of the most important institutions of our democracy. So back to back, Congressman Rodney Davis, Cash Patel, we're going to give you firsthand knowledge from people who've been investigating and on the front lines of those very important days. Now, before we get to that, I just want to tell you about one little thing that we have. We got many hundreds of pages of Capitol Police documents in the last few weeks. 
And as we go through them and we learn about them, we continue to find very important moments where choices were made that might have been very fateful. One of those is around 9.40, 9.40 p.m. on the night of January 5th, 2021, just about 12 to 15 hours before the violence started at the U.S. Capitol during the certification of the November 2020 election. And during that, there is an email that are a series of informations that come in from the FBI warning about increased chatter of violence, targeting of members of Congress, the possibility of storming the Capitol, and then some very hot rhetoric, social media coming in from an FBI intelligence report. It gets to the deputy police chief of the Capitol Police, a guy named Sean Gallagher, and he gets it according to the Senate investigation, the Capitol Police investigation. This intelligence isn't distilled to the rest of the commanders. In fact, it doesn't even go to Chief Sun. It doesn't go down to the commanders in rank and file. Kind of stays in this deputy chief realm. But we have a new person who ends up getting tipped off to this information. No, it's not the riot squad commanders, not the intelligence directors. It is an aide in the Senate side, on the in the Senate sergeant at arms, a woman named Kelly Fader has long been associated with Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer. She gets tipped off by the deputy police chief to information intelligence about threats in the Capitol tunnels, the tunnels that their lawmakers, senators use to go back and forth from their offices to the Capitol, that those may be targeted by bad intent people on January 6th. So this heads up goes to the Schumer folks, but it doesn't go to the police, doesn't seem to go anywhere else. A lot of questions. This is a newly surfaced document. We're going to talk to Congressman Rodney Davis and Cash Patel about that in just a few minutes. Another scoopy thing, we'll have this document up on the website tonight on justthenews.com. I'm planning to talk about it with Sean Hannity as well. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, first up, Congressman Rodney Davis, followed by my good friend Cash Patel. We're going to get into the real truth about the security failures of January 6th. 2021, right after this commercial break. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. 
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Our next guest has spent more time than anybody I know in Congress diving into the real facts, the real evidence, the real uh, documentation of what really happened on January 6th. He has been focused on capital security for years. He was one of the first people to highlight all the way back in 17 and 18 that maybe the Capitol Police needed to do a little bit more work on equipment, planning, intelligence. All of that was born true on the morning and afternoon of January 6, 2021. Joining us right now, Congressman Rodney Davis, the ranking Republican on the House Administration uh, Committee. Congressman, great to have you back on the show. Oh, it's great to be back on, John. Thank you. You have done more than anyone. I look back at these 2018 and 2017 hearings you had when you were chairman, then when you were the ranking member in 19, asking the right questions. Are we prepared? Do we have the equipment? Is intelligence right? You're talking to the unions. They're, rep- they're providing information that maybe the department wasn't as strong and good as, the, as people thought it. Nothing happens on Nancy Pelosi, then January 6th happens and we see all of the failures you were warning about play out in real time. How frustrating is it to know that you were highlighting this and the powers that be couldn't fix it? It is very frustrating. You know, remember, I took over as a ranking member of the House Administration Committee when the Democrats took over the majority. And we've been fighting this Democratic majority led by Speaker Pelosi to have more transparency in the security apparatus in and around the Capitol complex. I couldn't get them to call a bill that I introduced that you mentioned that would have and that would have addressed many of the frontline officers' yeah. concerns. And that is, in my opinion, that is, that is a contributing factor to why the Capitol was so unprepared on January 6th. And frankly, John, unfortunately, I don't see Speaker Pelosi, who's leading all security decisions here in the Capitol complex, I don't see them being at a point where they can successfully say they fix some of those deficiencies that I've been calling for for years. Yeah, and to you, this isn't a political issue. This is a bipartisan issue, right? This is the people's capital. Both parties, both members, uh, both uh, staffers are at risk if the security isn't A1. Uh, why has this become so politicized by the Democrats? I, I, I really would like to know the answer to that question. Uh, because when we were in the majority as Republicans, I was on the House Administration Committee, right. and it was the epitome of bipartisanship. If there was a problem that was identified by Capitol Police officers, we would have worked together to fix it. But when the Democrats took over, it was 100% about politics and partisanship. And that's led to the polarization of this institution to levels I haven't seen in my time here. But in the end, I think the Democrats' failure to address security is the untold story of post-January 6th. And, and that's a story I'm going to tell when we take the majority. I'm going to make sure that the voices of the officers on the front line are heard. I'm going to make sure that the leadership of the Capitol Police and, and intel failures that have been identified in Senate investigations and others long before this primetime sham event that's going to happen tonight, uh, that, that those, those uh, allegations and, and, and those facts are put out to the American people once again. 
Yeah, and you took a big step today to make sure that if you are in control and power in 2023, that the evidence is preserved so you can get an honest airing of this. Tell us what you did today with these letters. Well, we have uncovered evidence because when Republicans were in charge, we made sure that the House of Representatives expenses were reported in a transparent, searchable, sortable manner for everybody in America to see. We've uncovered evidence that the select committee has violated House rules when it comes to making financial decisions uh, within that select committee's jurisdiction. So I sent a preservation letter to Chairman Benny Thompson of the sham select committee that I voted against the creation of. And, And we sent that letter to Benny to say, you have to preserve all communications, all documents, all to-do lists, everything related to January 6th, because we've found clear violations of House rules. And as the chairman, when Republicans take over the House after November, as the chairman of the House Administration Committee, I will use my oversight responsibility to open an investigation into the select committee's clear violation of House rules. And we will get to the bottom of those violations for the American people. Yeah, so important. And it's important to preserve that evidence, freeze it in time so that there can be an honest airing when you guys do their investigation. It really is. And and frankly, if they don't follow those rules, I am not afraid to make criminal referrals if that preservation order is not abided by. That's important. Putting them on notice, letting them know you're serious about this is so important. Uh, You have uh, done such a great job in explaining the failures of of the Capitol Police. And yeah, not the men and women on the front lines, because you've been championing them for years, but the leadership. There seem to be these almost keystone cap moments. You look at the official timeline that's put together, uh, the after action report that the police did on itself. And you see that intelligence coming in, it doesn't get disseminated to the right people. There's not doors that are locking, there are elevators to secure areas that are unsecured on the day of January 6th. Uh, And then the dissembling of the open source social media monitoring intelligence unit. Uh, How does a department with so many resources, $600 million a year in resources, and such an important mission protecting one of the great institutions of democracy, how did it get this far astray? It's, It's clearly a lack of leadership, coupled with the fact that they're governed by a Capitol Police Board which is made up of political appointees and the architect of the Capitol. Uh, That has to change. We need to change the structure of governance of security operations here in the House, and we'll do that in a Republican majority. But in the end, i got to give you credit, too, John. You're the only one talking about this after-action report that the Capitol Police did on their own inaction leading up to January January 6th. And this is so important because it identifies, as you said, they took away the tools necessary for their intelligence analysts to do their job and identify that there were, there were concerns about the Capitol being under attack. But there's some bad leadership within the Capitol Police right now. And we've seen evidence through this report and evidence through other open source materials that clearly show politics was a driving force in making the terrible security decisions leading up to January 6th. They closed Intel they, they closed down Intel oppor- opportunities, but they also, what they also did is they just did not relay the very delicate Intel information to the policymakers who could adequately address this prior to January 6th. John, I got a security briefing from Deputy Chief uh, Sean Gallagher on January 5th because of my position right. as the ranking member on House Administration. 
And trust me, they did not give me any impression that I would experience what I saw the next day on January 6th. But we now know through bipartisan investigations that were done in the Senate that the Capitol Police had intelligence that they should have shared with me and everyone who's a policymaker that the Capitol could be the target the next day. They failed, and I'm going to hold them accountable when we're in the majority. Yeah, such an important thing. And I forgot that you were one of the people who did get that briefing. Clearly, they didn't tell you what they knew. And uh, you mentioned this deputy chief, Deputy Chief Sean Gallagher. We're going to make public tonight uh, a new email uh, in which Deputy Chief Gallagher, about 9.20 in the evening of January 5th, so well before the violence started the next morning, next day, uh, takes some of this FBI warning intelligence. In fact, something very specific uh, that had come in from the FBI that day, which is that these protesters, some of the bad people that ended up acting out, might be targeting the tunnels where senators walk to and fro the Capitol, and sends it to one person. This sends it to an aide very close to uh, Senator, Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer, a woman named Kelly Fado. The idea that uh, the the Schumer team, that the Senate uh, arms, uh, or uh, uh, Sergeant at Arms got a tip off and that you didn't get this, the police didn't get this, I mean, the people down from Sean Gallagher doesn't get this. How big a mistake is that to think that it went to selective people and not to others? Well, well keep in mind, what we uncovered based on the bipartisan investigation run by the Senate Rules Committee during 2020, um, this information wasn't even wasn't even relayed to the Capitol Police Chief Steve Sund. At it's the amazing, time. isn't it? So this, unfortunately, um, this is something that has to be looked into. But yes, uh, we've we've seen that email that you're talking about, and it looks to me like Deputy Chief Gallagher only notified a political appointee of Chuck Schumer with this very very delicate, important information that needed to get out to everyone. There's a lot of talk, and there were questions today when I was at, a, I was at the press conference with Kevin McCarthy leading, you know, in regards to the sham public hearing we're going to see tonight out of the select committee, where reporters tried to blame Mitch McConnell. Well, this is clear evidence that there was direct communication with Chuck Schumer's office rather than Mitch McConnell's office. Deputy Chief Gallagher should have had every single person who, was, who is part of the oversight of the Capitol Police on this email. He chose only a staffer who is, who is appointed by Chuck Schumer. These are questions that have to be answered. My staff director should have been notified. He was with me that evening, so I know he wasn't notified. Mitch McConnell's staffer should have been notified. Those, if, if they wanted true bipartisan efforts in securing the Capitol, we need to have much different actions than what we're witnessing right here with this email. Yeah, it's so important. And uh, and you, you talk about the politics. I think that's the problem. This uh, January 6th commission has been constructed to make sure we don't get the answers. Like, why did this go to Se- uh, Senator Schumer's team and not someone else? They've, they've kept the ability of the American people to learn really valuable things. And again, this isn't about scoring political points. It's about making sure the next time something bad happens at the Capitol, we're better prepared. Um, you're going to run a very different investigation if you get the flight stick next year, right? Absolutely. Look, we... We want to make this Capitol safer. It shouldn't be a Republican or a Democrat way of doing it. So there's, there's a right way and a wrong way. And the Democrats who lead this House, and frankly, uh, some of those they work with within the, the Capitol Police Board and within the security apparatus, 
are putting politics above the people of the United States of America and above the very brave men and women in the Capitol Police. My goal is going to be to uncover and get to the bottom of why this select committee is violating House rules. My goal is to make sure that we get the personnel to answer why politics played such an important role in optics leading up to and on and after January 6th. And my goal is to make sure we have an agency in the Capitol Police that is governed by people on the Capitol Police Board that will put the, the, the safety of everyone in this Capitol complex above the politics of this Capitol complex. The American people deserve that. Our men and women in the Capitol Police deserve that. And I'm going to fight to make sure that happens. Yeah, that's the way things used to work in this town. But it seems to have gotten so partisan in the last few years and to the detriment of security. It's just remarkable. <clears throat> I want to uh, go to one last topic because I know you know more than anyone. There are actual fact checks out in the news media space saying, oh, there's no truth to the idea that the National Guard <clears throat> was offered to the Capitol Police and the, and the Capitol Police and the Democratic leadership of Congress turned it down. You've seen all the documents, including yep. the timeline that we talked about earlier. Any doubt in your mind that the National Guard was offered once or more times to um, the Capitol Police and it was turned down? Oh, it, it, it's... It's 100% factually backed up by evidence that on Saturday, January 2nd, Trump's DOD asked the Capitol Police if they needed National Guard support. President Trump's own Department of Defense asked if they needed National Guard support on January 2nd, and the Capitol Police and the Capitol Police Board said no. We also know that Capitol Police Chief at the time, Steve Sun, wanted the National Guard. He requested the National Guard, but was turned down by the political appointees who served on the Capitol Police Board, the House Sergeant at Arms leading that debate, and it was refused because of optics. And the former House Sergeant at Arms didn't make a decision, and we know this through evidence too. He did not make a decision without running it through Speaker Pelosi's own political appointees when it came to decisions to secure the Capitol before, during, and after January 6th. The, the path that needs to be changed to fix the security posture of the Capitol complex goes right through Speaker Pelosi's office. We've got to get her out of control as the, as the Speaker of the House, and we will begin to make this place operate the way it should, John. Yeah, it's so important. It's, it's not hard to do, right? It's common sense, and it just seems like it's become so hard because po partisan politics are getting in the way of things that should stay above politics. Um, tonight, we're going to have a television production. I can't imagine the 9-11 Commission needed a Hollywood producer to tell its story because it wasn't about telling a story. It was about trying to fix things for America. This group seems to be more interested in the narrative. Is there anything you'll be watching for? Or is this not worth even watching tonight? Well, I, I, I was asked during the press conference, everyone was, to raise their hand if they're going to watch. I actually think I'm going to be in the air at that <laughs> time going back home. So You're spared uh, from it. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I, I We'll probably try to, to, to maybe listen on the radio if I'm driving back from the airport when it's being televised. But I actually don't think I'll be home in time uh, to be able to see any of it. How long is it supposed to be again? Yeah, I think a couple hours, as I understand. So, yeah. And uh, who knows how it will really end. Um, it's, uh, it's one of these moments that... Um, I'm not sure. I think Americans are a lot more worried about inflation, so we'll see how they tune in tonight. Sir, it's always an honor to have you on. You're doing such important work, and you've always been an honest broker. I think 
when you look at how you handle things in the 18 hearings, 17, 18 hearings, you, you are just trying to work with everybody to make sure we, we have the best police department. I know people are excited to see you get back in charge maybe next year and fix the things that are sitting here uh, uh, glaring as, as real problems. Well, thank you, John. And I appreciate you you reporting on the facts and the evidence that no one else is reporting on when it comes to how do we fix the security apparatus of the Capitol. So thank you and, thank you, and to your team. Uh, great. appreciate that very much. Thanks again. And we'll be in touch soon. I know a lot more on this issue coming down the pike. Absolutely. Take care, my you, friend. You, sir. Have a great day. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Cash Patel, a man who was on the front lines of the decision to ask for the National Guard and offer it to the Capitol Police, he's going to come in next right after this. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News. That's AMAC.us forward slash Just News. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. We've got a few minutes with our good friend, Cash Patel. He has the firsthand knowledge of what really happened on January 6th. It was his work, along with Defense Secretary Chris Miller, that arranged for those National Guard troops to be available to the Capitol. The Democrats turned them down. Cash, uh, tonight we're going to hear a whole story about how Donald Trump could have prevented this, might have fomented it. You know for certain that the Pentagon and Donald Trump authorized sending troops to the Capitol, didn't you? 
Yep, you're right, John. And thanks to your great investigative reporting, all the documents are finally starting to come out. Uh, when I testified before the January 6th committee, I asked them if they were interested in facts about the authorization for National Guard up to 20,000 by the president days before January 6th. And they were not interested in that narrative because it was the facts and the truth. They were interested in any fake information that would make it look like Donald Trump fomented or started the riot. We could have secured the area. We also have documentation now that shows from Nancy Pelosi, the Capitol Police, and Mayor Bowser in writing, refusing the uh, the National Guard that was offered to them days before January 6th. Not the evening before, not one day before, two, three, four, five, six, seven days before. And that's the information that you so uh, courageously found and are putting out. And I think America should know all of that. Those are the hard facts. Yeah, when you look at that Bowser letter, we've got this. Pentagon, stay out of this. We don't need you. We got this covered. We got the best police department, mm-hmm. body, yada, yada. Boy, did they have that wrong when you look at that arrogance now. How faithful a decision. So let me work through the timeline just to make sure people understand this. So it looks like January 2nd, according to the police files, the first offer comes in from the DOD. On or around January 4th is when uh, you guys do a second effort to the Capitol Police saying, hey, would you like to... Uh, have uh, troops. Is that right? Is it the 4th that uh, lots going on? Yeah, I think Monday, January 4th is when we are in the uh, Oval Office with the President, the Tech Staff, the Chairman, and the Joint Chiefs of Staff, myself, and Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. And we were talking about some sensitive national security matters, which is why it was memorable. But we also talked Jan 6th, and that's when the President gave the what's required by law, step one, the authorization unequivocally for up to 20,000. We went back to the Capitol Police and the Sergeant at Arms who runs the Capitol Police, and they both said no. They report to Nancy Pelosi. Someone should ask Nancy Pelosi why she did not allow us to stage and secure the perimeter. They wanted a political narrative, and now they are running on a false political narrative because that's all they have left. That's remarkable. And any doubt, 20,000 troops is a significant force. (laughs) Nothing would have happened on January 6th like it happened had this force been deployed. Do you feel confident in saying that? 100%. And even putting that aside, they could have put up the no-climb fence. They chose not to do that. These are are moves they... they, uh, intentionally decided against, which could have easily helped safeguard the perimeter. And they could have had law enforcement there, the FBI's failure on that day to show up and put armed law enforcement personnel, which is it's their responsibility to do so. Right. They didn't do that either. So so many measures could have could have occurred and they know what to ask for and they could do it. They know how to do it when they want to. They just failed to do so. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And the idea of optics, when you see the word optics, this is never about optics, it's about security. That's what should have been done. Uh, I want to go to one thing that you and I have had a chance to look at. It's a document we're going to make public tonight on Hannity's show, Sean Hannity's show. Mm -hmm. But uh, the night of the 5th, when the FBI warnings start coming in that, hey, maybe there are some people talking about doing some bad things. And there's two specific things the FBI said. They're probably going to storm the Capitol. They might target mm-hmm. certain members of Congress. That comes in. There's a, a, an additional a warning about the tunnels might be targeted. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, no one in the uh, Capitol Police Department gets that except a deputy chief. He doesn't share it to his commanders, doesn't share it with his boss, the chief. He sends it to an aide to uh, Senator Chuck Schumer. <laughs> yeah. The idea, the, the priority's all wrong here, right? Shouldn't the police been the ones that uh, got that? Yeah, no, you're right. Look, this is another example of intentional failure to share intelligence based from our law enforcement community, which is their job to secure the Capitol. They had a a verified threat against the Capitol that they knew was going to come down. They stovepiped it and they selectively gave it to Chuck Schumer. Now, Chuck Schumer should be asking questions. Why was his office receiving intelligence and why was that not going to everybody else? And why, more importantly, didn't the head of the Senate responsible for the sergeant-in-arms act on it and authorize and request National Guardsmen and women. 
they knew about it. They didn't want the security. They wanted to make it a political issue for Donald Trump. And that's what they continue to do by perpetuating a false narrative. Yeah, amazing. Just amazing. I know how busy you are and on the road all the time. Cash, thanks so much for taking a few (laughs) minutes to make sense of this. This is such important stuff. You were right all along on this, and now the documentation is coming out to prove it. No, thanks, John, and I appreciate it. Sorry we're on the road here, but I'll see you tonight on Hannity. We'll have some fun. It's a great honor to be with you. Have a safe trip. Thanks, bye. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Thank you so much for joining us. Wow, a lot we covered today. We broke some news. We got some very powerful interviews. I'm still thinking about what Congressman Rodney Davis said about the dangers of politicizing something that should be as simple and sacred as capital security. A really important set of thoughts by him and the breaking news of him sending out preservation letters. They're on top of something big there. Keep an eye on that. That's going to be fun. All right. Before we go, we always love every day to try to give you a special offer from one of our partners. And we've got a great one. We've got a brand new sponsor, the Wine Enthusiast. Wine Enthusiast designs and offers the largest selections of wine coolers for every drinker, every budget, and every size collection from six to 600 bottles. Well, I'd like to have a 600 bottle collection. That sounds pretty cool. Now, they also have expert wine storage consultants available by phone to help you Find the right fit for all your needs at home or where your office, wherever you're going to build out your wine cooler. Wine Enthusiast is the premier destination for the wine lifestyle, offering an incredible selection of unique wine accessories, glassware, furniture, wine, storage, gifts, and so much more. By the way, it's coming up on Father's Day. There's some good gifts here you can find. How do you do that? Well, you go to wineenthusiast.com. Or you text the word John, J-O-H-N, you know, my first name, to 511-511. Either way, you're going to get extraordinary opportunities to buy personalized wine, whiskey, bar, and cigar gifts. And you're going to get special discounts specifically because you're a member of the Just the News, John Solomon Reports family. So if you want to get started on this right now, pick up your phone, text the word John, J-O-H-N, to 511-511 today to see for yourself what is available at our great new partners at Wine Enthusiasts. Now, you can also visit wineenthusiast.com. That's another easy way to go there. Certain exclusions may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text fees may apply. Text stop to opt out. But you know what? This is a worthwhile endeavor. Go check it out. Great partners, great products, and perfect gifts for dad 
on Father's Day coming up around the corner. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. We'll be back tomorrow with more exclusive reporting, big interviews. Until then, check us out tonight. We're going to have some new exclusive story, including that story about the deputy police chief memo to the folks in the Senate sergeant at arms, notifying them about a warning the FBI gave that the rest of the police, the rest of the Capitol didn't get. Why was Chuck Schumer's people getting a tip off that others didn't get? We're going to answer that question later on. Check out the site tonight. You'll have all the documents right in front of you. All right, folks, we'll be back. Have another great night. We'll be back tomorrow with another great edition of John Solomon Reports. Thank you for listening. God bless and good night. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.